All right, guys, thanks for joining the show. Welcome to Nothing is OB South Texas Golf Podcast, episode 105. Now, tonight's special guest is the GOAT of sports journalism writing, of our golf writing here in Texas. I'm going to bring on here in the show Art Strickland. Now, he's the man. Not only does he write, he write amazing or type amazing, but, man, he also talks a good game as well. And he's going to kind of help us kind of break through and break down some of what occurred yesterday, the bomb that was dropped in the golf world. It's a great day to be in the golf media media business. Now, before we get into everything, I'm going to go ahead and talk just a little bit about my, about my presenting sponsor. We have 4Bros Tour. Thank you so much to the sponsorship for 4Bros Tour. Never golf alone again. You can check us out on Facebook, on Unknown Golf. Now, we have our next event will be June 17th, Saturday at beautiful The Bandit Golf Course in New Braunfels, Texas for bogeys and stogies. Please check us out on Unknown Golf, Facebook for scheduling, events, games. We got it all. Keen of the part threes, net, gross, skins. We got it all. Never golf alone again. We have a home for you. All right. And also, just in case, for those of y'all that are also wondering, Explicit content may be on here. The please do not uh, do not charge the guest or the host for any takes take make made on the show tonight. All right, they are at our own accord. Now let me go ahead and bring on Art. Hey, Art, good to be with you, Andy. Hey, thanks so much for being on, man. I'm sure this is a busy time for you with the bomb <laughs> that was dropped on the golf world yesterday. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, I'm not really shocked about many things that happen in golf. Uh, probably Tiger's car wreck in Los Angeles a couple years ago, last time. But, uh, yeah, it's shocking development yesterday. I mean, for them to come out with a merger after spending two years talking about loyalty and, you know, legacy and, you know, we're going to see these guys as a Saudi bad people, and then to just uh, say, ah, never mind, we're going to merge with them after all. That's pretty shocking. Now, all right, so tell me. So how have you been, Art? How have you been, Art? I, I haven't seen you in a while. How are you doing? We got a, we got a big media day coming up next week. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? Your hometown. Yeah, That's right, my hometown. You, you've already promised to show me the indie uh, tourist statue <laughs> when we get there. So I'm coming early for that. Wait, I'm coming early. Hey, well, you know what? Well, you know what? It's a. Uh, it's uh, if I have to show you around, you're going to be in some dark alleys, and you know what? You might get roughed up a bit. Okay, so so you know what? You have to turn in before the sun sets in Corpus Christi. Yeah, yeah. Well, as long as you're showing me uh, the taquerias and the important stuff, I'm good. <laughs> That, but yeah, I really, you know, busy time, as you know. I mean, I saw you obviously at Texas Open, at the Byron Nelson and Colonial, uh, women's, uh, Dinosaur LPGA in the Woodlands, uh, PGA Senior first event at PGA Frisco, and uh, Web Golf, the former Web Golf event up in Tulsa. So, yeah, super busy time. I uh, was able to get away for an awesome trip to Scotland uh, last 10 days. And I come back and uh, I drop a bomb on the golf world. So that's the way it goes on the down. How was your trip? I saw your pictures. I'm just like, man, dude, you're you're just living the life. You are living uh, the life right we, now. We took eight guys. Yeah, you know, I think I told you that about three years ago, I started a, a golf travel company called The Art of Golf Travel. 
very original name, The Art of Golf Travel. And so, and we took eight guys, uh, I think six had never been there before. So, you know, like one guy told me, and he said, I've waited my whole life to play the old course in Scotland. And so uh, to have a chance to do that is just uh, pretty awesome. You know, I mean, uh, we got to play down at Turnberry, uh, where they've had a bunch of opens there, um, spectacular right on the coastline. Went over the Troon, where the Open will be next year. Of course, you know, over there, uh, and he just what a pro tip when you come. They don't ever call it the British Open. They do uh, not want that. They call it the Open Championship. I, so, still, uh, I still call it the British Open. I still call it. Just don't do that when you go over there. <laughs> okay, here. But when you cross the pond, it's the Open Championship. Uh, how many? Now, how many pints did you have while you were there? Uh, you know, the, the number is high. <laughs> you know, we kind of went over to the uh, Dunvegan uh pub there in St. Andrews, right around the corner from, uh, you know, from the old course. And, you know, Wednesday night, place is packed. You know, we're like sitting wherever we can find a place, sitting next to three guys from West Virginia, a couple warriors from West Virginia, brother, son. You know, it's a great best friend trips, great father-son trip, great friend trip. And, so just to see all those people together to play the great game of golf, that's uh, really inspiring. Oh, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. And then waiting for you back here, man, it, it was a train wreck. It was a train wreck. And you know what? That nobody, nobody, none of the players saw coming. Well, except for Rory. It seems like from Rory's interview today that that he kind of had an inkling that something was going down. Everybody kind of kept this close to the vest. Yeah, I, I tell you, I just, you know, I mean, I, I feel bad. I, I got to admit, I feel bad for guys like Rory, you know, maybe Tiger, you know, obviously Scotty Schiffer, Jordan Spieth, even Jimmy Walker, that, you know, the tour preached loyalty for two years. Loyal to the tour, don't go to web, come with us, your legacy is with us, you're a PGA Tour golfer. And all those guys bought into that. And, you know, no telling how much money they turned down to stay with the tour. I mean, you know, if they offered Dustin Johnson $100 million, you know they offered Scotty Schiffer $100 million. You know, Jordan Spieth, I mean, I know there's a, a golfer, young golfer here in uh, Dallas, Pearson Cootie. Grandfather's Charles Goody won the Masters, and he's just starting out. They offered him six million for uh, two years, which you know is not hundred million, but still six million for two years. And he turned it down because he said, "Hey, I want to be a PGA Tour golfer." Well, now he's partnering with guys that he turned the money down from, and you know, basically they're working for Saudi Arabia. They've got the most money. They're going to run the show. I mean, uh, Jay Monahan can say whatever he wants to about being commissioner, but he doesn't have the money in the deal, and he's not making the final decision. The Saudis are. And, I, you know, it's just a shocking day all the way around. Rory is. And Rory, I think Rory uh, – uh, did you see Rory's interview today? I did, yeah. I saw part of that. And, and, and I, give, I give him credit because you can see how he was trying his best to kind of stay true to himself. But he was also trying to navigate his way in and around, you know, some of the tough questions that were being asked. And I think 
I'm sure as being a golf journalist and being in this game for as long as you have, you appreciate somebody like Rory because you know what? He'll give you the takes, right? Yeah, and he was. I just said. I mean, he said I kind of felt like a sacrificial lamb on that, and I think that's true. I mean, how you know? I don't know how you could trust the commissioner if you're a PGA Tour player. How can you ever trust what the commissioner ever says? I mean, he basically lied to you for two years, preaching royalty and you know, stay with us and we'll get you the money and things are going great. And then without telling anybody, without telling Tiger, I mean, come on, dude, without telling Rory, without telling any of these guys, he negotiates a partnership where the PGA church is basically the junior partner right now. <laughs> you know, I just, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think really, and we can get into this later on if you want to. I, I just think that, uh, there's no incentive for any web golfers to come play on the tour now. There's none. I mean, they've already got their web events, which obviously is done. You know, they've got the four majors, which they're all qualified for. So what's your motivation to come back and play Texas Open or Byron Nelson or Quantum? Anyway, I don't think you have one. And then I think that um, the fact that, you know, PGA, the way I understand it, and obviously there's a lot that hasn't been decided, but, you know, I think PGA Tour golfers can now play whip golf events. And so, you know, I think that just takes away from playing. If you could play a whip golf event for $20 million or play wherever, Texas Open or wherever for uh, $8 million, you know, math wasn't my best subject, but he might. <laughs> you know, so... I, you know, very interesting to go forward. A lot, a lot of unknown things and uh, going to be very interesting. You know, really and, is. And, and you know, as long as you've, as long as you've been in the game, uh, you know what, you, you know, you, you showed it to me when you went to Augusta, like, you know, Hey, uh, guys in the media, guys who've been, who were at, who started out at papers, who've been with yeah. magazines, yeah, like y'all yeah, yeah. stick together as a band, band of brothers. Now I got a, I got a comment right here. And this is in refer in, in reference to this. Art, what are your thoughts on how the media portrayed Live as the Saudi-backed golf league? Is it now okay to refer to the PGA Tour as the Saudi-backed PGA Tour? I think it's very okay to do that. <laughs> like I think that would be accurate to do that. And I, you know, again, um, say what you want about the Saudis, this or that, or what they've done, what they want to do, but. You know, uh, by merging with them and by taking their money, you, they're the clear winners here. I don't know how else you can spin it. They're the clear, and also, I was talking to a radio station today up in Waco uh, where I was on, and they brought up an interesting point that I had not really thought about. So now that obviously the Saudis are running the PGA Tour, certainly a, a major partner of the PGA Tour, and... What's them? What's to prevent them from bidding on a NFL team, bidding on a NBA team? I mean, obviously, you know they're very big in the soccer. Soccer is big. They own several teams in Europe, Premier League. Very big in Formula One. Very big in horse racing. So now that they've kind of 
you know, got their toehold in the, you know, if the whoever, you know, Denver Nuggets are for sale or, you know, the Spurs ever come up for sale or something, you know, who's to say that? Because obviously what the PGA Tour has done is said, hey, money over anything. Forget principle, forget leverage, forget whatever. You got the most money we're in. And so, in you know, you know this better than me, Andy. I, I doubt this ever happens, but say it does happen and the Spurs come up for sale. And there's a bid of, I don't know, $2 billion to buy the Spurs. And the Saudis say, hey, we'll give you $4 billion and to run the Spurs. Who's to say they wouldn't take that? I think that's what the PGA Tour has proven, that money trumps everything. And it does. And, 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 and it was tough because Rory's been one of my favorite players and uh, because he speaks his mind and because he gives, he gives us a lot, right. He gives, he gives us a lot of takes and, and he puts his, he wears his heart on his sleeve. And I think, you know, uh, even, even when they had the, the player meeting, I think back in, what was it back in March or April, right. When they, when they had a players only meeting. Uh, yeah. I think I was maybe in February. There you go. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Like in, in, in yeah. February is right. And, yeah. and I think, I, I think you had a lot of players uh, like I, I don't hear anything, anybody, you know, I'm listening to all these podcasts. I'm listening to people. I'm seeing posts. I don't think anybody's ever referring to that meeting, but they had a lot of players, maybe some lower tier professional PGA players leaving that meeting saying the tour is now Rory and Tigers. Right. And, and some of them had a bad taste in their mouth in regards to it being like the rich are going to get richer. And you know what? The, the poor are going to stay poor in regards to the whole PGA, you right, know, uh, right, tour, right. tour guys. And I think maybe that, that might've had a, a play in, in, in what's been so going on. If it's a Rory and Tiger tour, how can you not tell Rory and Tiger what you're getting ready to do? It my mind. And, and they were, you know what? A lot of people are saying, how can Jay Monahan still have his job? And I said, well, the thing is, I think, I, I, they just named C, Jay Monahan is going to be the CEO of this newly funded yeah, entity. Yeah, I, I think that's a nah, title and name only. I mean, <laughs> but Jay ain't signing the checks any longer. No, no, no. He's not signing the checks. But you know what? He's made a lot of those PGA stockholders a lot of money. Like, why yeah. would they want to get rid of that guy? You know, and and yeah, they're talking I, about the, the players talking about a possible potential union. Forming a, a potential union now. Yeah, you don't ever know. And so I think, you know, the other thing is proven here is that, man, it's on the tour, it's every man for himself. And, you know, the fact that you cannot rely on, you know, I wrote this in my uh, golf.com story a couple months ago, you know, so it's not exactly secret information, but, you know, I talked to Larson Senegal at the Texas Open this year, who Larson, you know, is tournament director. And I just said, hey, you know, your field is not as good as you'd like it to be this year. You know, what about getting to an elevated tournament? Uh, you know, what they call it, a you know, elevated with, with the price and players and everything. He said, we want to have that conversation. He said, we want to sit with the tour. And I now I guess includes the Saudis. He said, but we <laughs> want to sit with the tour and had to come to what would it take for us to be an elevated tournament in 2024? And what would it take, you know, and uh, they, they get a raise our prize money. And obviously, you know, the, the Texas Open's got a great sponsor, 
great, great sponsor, local sponsor of Fuero. And so, but what's it going to take? And so I think that's what tournaments are asking themselves now. Okay, now we're in alignment. Now we're in a legion with Wib Golf. So guy has a, he can go to Tulsa where Wib Golf was a month ago when I was there. And, um, or he can go to um, San Antonio, you know, and uh, what's he going to choose on that? And so I think, you know, smart tournaments, which I think the Texas Open is a very smart tournament. I think that they're all going to start looking out for themselves. What can we do to elevate ourselves in the new world order? I, you know, I hate to say this because, you know, I'm a big believer in this, but I think loyalty has gone out the window. I think it's going to be every man for himself. I think that's what PGA Tour proved that forget all that stuff about, you know, sticking loyal to every man for himself and dollars win. And, you know, personally, I hate that, but I think that's kind of where we're headed. I right, right here, Scott Williams said, that seems to be uh, that seems to be the life uh, in the in the world we in the world we live in today. Yeah, is, yeah. is you know it is is get yours while you can. Yeah, and worry about everything else later. Yeah, I think I think that's right. And so I think you know, and so you know, obviously I had this conversation with Larson before all this came down. This back in March, I guess. And but if I'm the Texas Open today. Man, I'm burning up the lines with whoever I can burn up to. You know, number one, I'm burning up with Valero and saying, all right, here's what we've got. Here's what we want to do to make our tournament the best it can be. And then I'm burning up the line with PGA Tour and say, what's it going to take for us to get elevated status in 2024? How much? What's it going to take? What do we need to do? And, you know, I'm moving forward with that. I'm not worried about. You know, I'm not worried about Byron Nelson or Colonial or Houston Open, which will be in the spring next year where they used to be. And uh, I'm worried about me. And, you know, that's what I think smart tournaments are going to do now. And, and, and it's tough. And, and you said that. You said that in one of your tweets that that this, mean, this means a lot for the four, uh, the four events that are held here in Texas because it – we already saw it, you know, we were, I was there, you know, doing some coverage there as well at the Valero and it was water. It was watered down. It yeah. was watered and it was sad. It was a sad day for, for Texas golf. And right. so, so this is going to put a lot of, a, a lot of heat and a, and a lot of what, okay. So what now, what are you going to do? Like what's, what's next, you know, right. What, right. what's the draw? Like what's how the can draw? We, how can we look out for ourselves? Not look out for, you know, that you're, what is the best thing for us? And, you know, I mean, uh, I've seen people say that there's going to be more team events now. And, you know, maybe there is a Lib Golf Tour team event. And maybe that comes to the PGA Tour. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, a good question is, I think a lot of people here in Santa know Abraham Answer. Yeah. Who, you know, Mexican guy, uh, but practiced at it Oak Hills a lot. And yeah. He's worked with some of those people. Does he come back? Does he have any motivation to play at the Texas Open? I don't think so. I mean, yes, he just wants a home game. But, you know, uh, what are we going to do to get the Abraham answers uh, at our event next year? That's yeah, what he, I'm looking for. You know, because he, he, he is. He's a favorite. And even the year before, even the year before, he pulled out. He pulled. He pulled out the uh, 
you know, there was there were some rumors that he had COVID. You know, I you don't right. you don't know until unless you physically find out your right, unless you physically right. find out yourself, right? Right, right. But, but he, you know what? Maybe some some say it was exha- exhaustion because he did, you know, have a good a good year going into the Masters last mm-hmm. year. So it's like, you know what? Th- there was a lot of there was a lot of things swirling around him. But he, you know, what? he even pulled out. So so now to try to keep some of that. I mean, I'm not going to say homegrown talent, but I mean, he makes his his home here in San Antonio. It's like we need those guys, and he yeah. he was an up and comer. Yeah, absolutely. I and I think that uh, you know, I talked to Jimmy Walker uh, at at Colonial a couple weeks ago, week after last, and you know he is very strongly for the tour, and you know it's for the tour at all times. And now, what's he thinking? And you know these guys have all been successful, but I just think that uh, guys have given up money, like a young player here in North Texas, Will Zalatoris. Um, Second in the Masters last year, won uh, last summer, first PGA Tour event. You know, he's got back surgery, and he's laid up and thing. He turned down $75 million to go to Web Golf because he wanted to stay on the PGA Tour. So I don't see a way he ever recoups that $75 million. I I don't see that happening, you know. So, you know, I just going forward, I think players have got to be more about, you know, what's in it for me, not what's in it for golf, what's in it for the tour. And I, you know, personally, I hate that, but I think that's what the tour has proven over the last 24 hours, 48 hours, you know, that, hey, we're going for, we're going for what's best for us. And don't worry about you guys, because we say we're a player-driven league, but when it comes down to it, we're a money-driven league, and right now, Saudis have the biggest check. And, and Rory, and it was kind of disheartening to hear Rory say that. Like, uh, he said, you know what? That if if they want, they want golf. They want to be in golf. They they want right. golf. So if they're gonna, if they continually want golf, like, how can you fight them if they have the biggest pockets? Right. Like if they have the biggest pockets, he goes. He, he and Rory says it. And it, and it was and it hurt to hear him say that he goes they're not going to stop, and and you know what it's like he said this but how much do you believe that well they're bringing this money in and what we plan to do is hopefully to do the right thing with that money and how much do you believe I mean because you can't believe crap that comes out of Jay Monahan's mouth like right like, yeah like, I, like how can you believe that I I don't know how you can and you know I mean. Um... I, I, and so, you know, we had talked about this before, Andy, as a, the guys that I had the most respect for, you know, on web were guys that have said, Hey, we took the money because money was great. And, you know, <laughs> um, David Faraday said, why did you go to web golf? They offered me a whole lot of money. You know, I mean, hey, <laughs> uh, David, you know, you're a Dallas guy. We like, we like all honest <laughs> You know, I mean, that's exactly right. And so I just, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see Harold Barner, who's a golfer out of North Carolina, young guy. He just said, somebody said, why did you go to Whip Golf? He said, life changing money for me and my family and my foundation. Generational. Generational money. Yeah, I mean, that's as honest you, you can get. And so the guys that turned that down and then saw their loyalty just shoved back in their face, 
Yeah, you know, you got to have a bitter taste in your mouth uh, for that. And if you and I, you know, Rory's defending champion uh, this week in Canada. Uh, you know how much of a mental game this is, and how you got. I'd be shocked if Rory's top ten this week. I really would. You know, I think it's tough. You know, he's going to take some time. Obviously, he's a great player, but get over a, a kind of a, a sacrificial lamb, a betrayal, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Like this, going to take a while. Well, it, it, he said it today. He's like he's only played nine holes of the new course because it was at a new site. It's at right. a new site this year, right, and right. and I'm just like like he said he said it best. How do you expect this guy to perform? He's already taken like the grunt of of everything because. Even they, they said, you know what, they knew that it was it was kind of going to fall on Tiger and Rory. And Tiger even said, like, Rory, you're going to be the one that's going to have to take it all because he's not out there. And, like, like poor guy, know, man. God. Either one of those guys could have stabbed Monaghan in the back a year ago when they when the web's coming on. Tiger's like, hey, man, new world order. You know, we were loyal to the tour. Now we're loyal to the Saudis because they got the biggest. And they said just the opposite. And Moynihan said just the opposite. I mean, and this is what I tell my kids all the time when they put stuff on social media. Then when I pull it back, I said, when it's out there, it's out there, brother. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Moynihan was on Jim Nance uh, last year at the Canadian Open. And Jim said, you know, what's the message you have for players? He said, how many of you have ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour? How many of you are are, are, are glad that you're not working for the Saudis? Well, now they're all working for the Saudis, including Moynihan. So, you know, it's a, it's a shocking development. Obviously, a lot, a lot to go, a lot to see what's going to happen. 24 schedule's not out yet. I got to think there's lip golfs and PGA Tour golf events, you know, in the schedule in 24. Uh, you know, I can't see it being, uh, I cannot see it being conflicting weeks. I can't see them playing the Texas Open and a lip golf tour both the same week. But after yesterday, I don't want to say never means never. <laughs> That's right. You can't say that. All right. We got yeah. some got some great comments right here. We need to do everything we can to make VTO the top tournament in Texas. Yeah, I agree. It's it's, it's an old tournament. It's an old tournament, all right? And so, yeah, and so I just uh, – a shout-out to my buddy, Scott Wilson, who runs uh, Flagstick Productions. Uh, he was out here this week, this last week uh, filming several of the Texas Golf Hall of Fame right. members. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the Texas Golf Hall of Fame. And he allowed me to be there three days. We uh, we inter- I say we because hey, I was part of the crew. We interviewed <laughs> we interviewed a Buddy Cook. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, Bill Rogers. Oh. You know, Buck. Buck Rogers. Yeah, Buck Rogers. Uh, we had uh, Ryan Polson, the head golf professional yeah. at Oak Hills, who's uh, worked we, a lot with Abraham. Yeah, and yes, yes, exactly. You know, he's a member out there, and it was just. And then there was Roy Jones, who's a predominant member. Uh, out from Oak Hills. It was just great. It was so great to be a fly on the wall in these stories. Like, and I'm sure as you know, like the off the record stuff is way better than well, the on and the all record those stuff. old guys. But 
buddy. They can tell stories forever. Oh my gosh, can they tell stories? And 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 they were talking just about the history. Like the next part that I'm doing this summer is I'm taking a real good dive into Texas golf courses, right? Like, and they were talking just about the history of the Texas Open, and like it, it you know, it, and I'm sure you know as being in the golf game. Like it, it's almost like the Texas Open has has almost been lost like so many times that you know what it and and you they can't always, lose, you can't lose a tournament like this that that's been around you know since playing in Brack in the days at Brack. Well, yeah, and look at Houston almost lost their event and a lot bigger than we are. So, but yeah, I think you know I think that's why Larson and those guys are smart people and you know I'm not telling them what to do. They don't need my help. But I'm sure that they're, you know, after this announcement yesterday, you know, the Saudis going to start funding a lot of the tour events and signing the checks. So, you know, maybe becoming elevated and going from whatever their purse was this year, probably around eight million, something like that, to twenty-two million. Maybe that doesn't all fall on Valero. Maybe the tour, aka the Saudis, fund part of that. You know. It's, but I think you got to be looking out for yourself. What can we do to elevate our event? And then you'll know, you know, I mean, uh, originally the Houston Open was the week before the Masters, and the San Antonio tournament was week. So it went San Antonio, Houston, yeah. then, you know, Masters. Now, is that going to go back to that way in 24? Will it stay? Texas Open next to them. And those are all great questions that are still to be answered. And and the thing is, and that's what once we 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 took Houston, you know, or what was the shell open at that time, right? Once we took uh, San Antonio, the Valero Texas Open took that spot, it was great because Phil came, Rory right. came. I mean, yeah. every you got people trying to get tuned up and try to qualify, you know, for the Masters. And now this year, I mean, man, it was just, it was so down. It's so depressing. I got, yeah. some, I got some more comments right here. I got, uh, this is Jeff Beecroft. We, we need all Texas talent to show up to our tournament. How, how frustrating is that for you, which knowing how much talent we got that are PGA members here in this state and they don't show up? Yeah. Uh, and I, I tell you what, uh, Justin Leonard told me a long time ago, and I saw him in Houston back when he was playing in the 90s. And as they say, kids, if you ever heard of Justin Leonard, just Google it. I mean, he was a, he was a uh, he was a great Texas player, you know, in the 90s, won the British Open. You know, one uh, hit, one of the greatest Ryder Cup putts the of all. Putt at Brook was a Brookline, right? The Brooklyn. putt at Brookline. Anyway, yeah. Justin Winter tells me, he says, Art, I always think Texas players should play Texas tournaments. And I think that's, is that great? You know, who's the absolute best on that? And he doesn't, a lot of people don't hear about him because he didn't win all the time. Ryan Palmer out of Colleyville up here in North Texas. Ryan Palmer does not miss a Texas event. And, you know, he's like all these guys. He can play anywhere he wants to. Nobody says he's got to play here. Ryan Palmer was in San Antonio this year. You know, he's in, he was in Houston last fall. I mean, Ryan Palmer is the standard bearer for that. Uh, you know, Jordan uh, took a week off to try to get ready for the Masters. Scotty, you know, a defending champion at the Masters this year. He took time off. You know, Will, uh skipped the Texas Open, played in Austin, skipped the Texas Open, then he had back three. So it's tough to do it. Jimmy Walker's obviously here. 
Um, but a lot of good players out there. We just got to get them playing uh, Texas events. I got Scott Williams right here. I think Jay saw that Rom was looking at Liv, so he jumped on it before Rom. Yeah, uh, <laughs> maybe so. Maybe maybe they'll split the money now. I, I yeah, it's a, you know, uh, man, what a, what a kettle of fish that you know. And your policy board apparently hires Jay, but he didn't let him know what he was doing ahead of time. So okay, so so tell me this as somebody, and, and as we kind of get to the end of this podcast right here, tell yeah. me, uh, you know, for being in the game as long as you have and covering these PGA events, you know, being to the Masters and and being you know around these sponsors and big business, how do you think this is all going to go down in that corporate world and seeing that hey, we don't want our money with that Saudi money. Yeah, I, it's a good question. I mean, obviously, and no expert on these things, but obviously the Saudis are involved in a ton of stuff and ton of companies. And, you know, obviously in the oil industry, they're huge, but a lot of different things. So you, I don't think you can say we don't want any Saudi money because then what are you going to drive your car with? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I, you know, that's, those are all good questions. I think that most corporate people will say, hey, this brings more money to us. One thing I have heard talking to some tournament directors is that they're like, hey, you want us to pony up, but you can't guarantee what players will be here. And I'm not saying this happened because, you know, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, I'm not in touch with these people. But what if Wero says, hey, we don't mind re-upping our sponsorship. But are you going to guarantee that Jordan Spieth plays every year? Or are you going to guarantee that Brooks Kepko come by? You know, you, I mean, the chair can't do anything about that. Let, let's go back to the old days where, where guys took appearance fees. Yeah. You know, like, hey, hey, let's, I mean, let's, let's put that 500K in their pocket, a million dollars. I mean, like, like whenever tournaments did that with Tiger, oh, they would, they would get it, you know, tenfold. They would get yeah, their money yeah, back yeah. tenfold. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, and I mean, I've heard people say, well, you know, Webb will pay guys that stay with PGA Europe. You know, it'll be a fun to pay those people off. I don't know. You know, I just, but I just think that, and, you know, Will's our tourist, a good example, because he's at home right now, sitting on the couch, maybe listening to this podcast, and <laughs> he can't wake up. And he's thinking, <laughs> man. That's 75 million coming off for Andy right Look, Looks nice right here, right? Yeah. One of the last comments right here. What do you think? This comment's taking up the whole page. Jeff, you're taking up the whole page with your comment, bro. But thank you. Thank you for chiming in. What do you think about a stadium-style atmosphere, something like the waste management, giving it a perceived elevated status by the people, giving players a reason to show up in an elevated event? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I mean, Byron Nelson did that this year. Uh, Byron Nelson, 17th hole, part three, made a total stadium with all the uh, players there. And Byron Nelson, let's be honest, had the same problem uh, that uh, Texas Open here this year. Not a really good field, but the one recognizable player they had, uh, Jason Day, he won. So sometimes it's good to have <laughs> a uh, recognizable name. Win your tournament. Not that I'm 
denigrating whatever what's his name who won at Texas this year. But, hey, Corey uh, Connor is a two-time champion. Two-time. Uh, hey, Canadian in his home in, in his home country. His uh, home country say, this, this is week. a household name in his own household. <laughs> right here. Okay, Scott Williams, and let's see, Scott. He goes, Scott Williams. You're looking good, Art. Haven't seen you since back in the 90s with Paul Greenwood at the Texas Open. Oh, man. Paul Greenwood, what a legend that guy is. I mean, you know, come on. He uh, he would critique my wardrobe uh, before I went out on the golf course. But, yeah, legend. So, yeah, it's, uh, that just shows you I'm old there. You know, uh, Andy's not him on the back nine now. I'm, I'm nearing 16, 17, 18, you know. So. But I'm glad to still be in this great business. Now, Art, hey, man, thank you so much for your takes tonight. I just, yeah. just the last thing tonight, and, and just in case some people don't know, because you have a lot of media guys having to eat their own words. Some are running from it. Some are embracing it. Some are like, I told you so. What was your initial take when this whole live happened? And are you having to bite back any of your words that you said earlier? I, I just, I mean, I just felt bad. I mean, I, I tell you, if I, if I had been Rory yesterday and when I got this word and I had basically spent a year and a half of my career back in the tour, I think I would have been headed to the bathroom to throw up a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I don't think, uh, I can't say that, you know, yesterday, because basically that's a year and a half of his career. He, he, he defended the tour. He didn't have to, obviously. And he did. So I, I just, I felt I felt really bad for the Texas guys. I felt bad for Rory, you know, and I mean, because that, that was their livelihood, and they put it out on the line. They No one made them do it. They sure asked them to do it. They did it. So uh, strange days indeed. Well, uh, we'll have more to talk about in your hometown on Tuesday. Oh, I can't, I can't wait. I'm going to, I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk to, uh, I'm going to talk to Jeff. I'm going to see, right. It's Jeff, right. Jeff Blackburn. Yes. I said, I'm going to talk to Jeff and see if he can put us in the same group. All right. I'm going to see if he can make that happen. I I need to see your game. You know what? Never, never mind. I'm going to put it to where you are. You're in the group in front of me. So I can just make sure that I can just, you know, I rattle you. Get you know? into me. Yeah. <laughs> into me. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. All right, guys. That's our Strickland. He is the goat of, he is the goat of Texas golf writers here in Texas. You can follow him on Twitter. Uh, he puts out great stuff, a great believer in the game of golf here in Texas. Hey, Art, I'll see you in Corpus later this week, brother. Yeah, you got it. And if any of your guys want to go on a great trip like we just uh, did in Scotland, all you have to do is go to uh, com. All right. Okay. Because you know what? We're, we've been talking, we've been discussing some buddy trips. So we're headed to Tiger's uh, Big Cedar Lodge in September. No, out there in Missouri. Northern uh, Michigan uh, next month. So come on and go with us. Oh, man. All right. That's Art Strickland. Please follow him on Twitter at Art Strickland, one of the goats in the game uh, for Texas golf riding. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Appreciate the support. Uh, Art's just, he's a goat in the game, one of the best dudes out there. And you know what? Um, right here. <laughs> go. That's right. You just got back from Kohler, Wisconsin, out there in Whistling Straits. That's right, Scott. Playing out there, the bass you played, man, y'all played some great tracks out there. Awesome podcast, Jersey, uh, Jersey Jeff chiming in from New York. 
Jeff, you're in, I, I was wondering why is the, Ben's shop is going to be closed. Ben and Alex are going to be on vacation for a few days. I thought I'd see you out there today, but I didn't get to. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining in. Hey, guys, there's going to be some, some great news coming out for golf right now. Some people look at this as a negative. I see it as a positive. It's bringing so many things, so many people, so many eyes are on golf right now, whether it's for the right, the right or the wrong re reasons. Uh, it's just a great time to be involved in the game of golf. Uh, special shout out to, I said it earlier, to Scott Wilson at, at, at Flagsticks Productions. Um, he was out here doing some freelance work to JR, to Jim, his crew, uh, doing some work for the Texas Golf Hall of Fame. It was great to be there, to, to carry their bags, uh, to carry their clipboards, uh, to get water, to be their uh, gopher boy when they needed me. It was great to be just a fly on the wall in the, those, in the room with the people they were interviewing. It was amazing, like learning so much about the Tillinghouse courses here in San Antonio that were the city with the most Tillinghouse courses. If you don't know who that is, it's A.W. Tillinghouse. He was uh, just one of the, the goats and one of the godfathers of golf architecture and i'm um, taking a deep dive in it this summer uh special thanks to uh, ryan polson the head golf pro out there he gave me a, a book uh that only a good amount i like uh, several people have it's called uh the to preserve greatness and um or preserving greatness and uh it's, it's a it's a book about oak hills it's just amazing uh, learning so much from buddy cook all his stories. He's forgotten more golf than I will ever know. Uh, thanks again, Scott. And thanks to the Texas Golf Hall of Fame, to Oak Hills. It was amazing. Thanks so much, guys, for joining us tonight. Please continue to support the show, support this, the podcast. Special thank you goes out to my presenting sponsor, Four Bros Golf Tour. You can check us out on Unknown Golf, Four Bros Tour. Check us out on Facebook for our events, schedules, our games, King of the Part 3. Uh, yes, we have a golf group. And we are unapologetic about it. We take zero fees, take zero of your money. Every money, every dollar you put back, we give our members every opportunity to win. We play some great courses, some great people. Oh, I mean, well, some there's some scumbags out there, don't get me wrong. Uh, great dudes. Uh, so thankful to be a part of this organization, Four Bros Tour. Never golf alone again. All right, guys, that's the show. Continue to support the podcast. Visit www.nothingobgolf.com. Remember, in the game of life, nothing is OB.